Part three, chapter sixteen of a vital question or what is to be done by Nikolai Chernyshevsky, translated by Nathan Haskell Dole, eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five, and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Part three, marriage and second love, chapter sixteen. Four months passed the watching over nastenka and then his recollections about her deceived kirsdnof it seemed to him that now he was out of danger as far as vira pavlovna were concerned he did not avoid her when she came to see nastenka and stopped to talk with him and afterwards when she tried to console him as long as he mourned for nastenka there was nothing in his feelings towards vira pavlovna except a friendly feeling of gratefulness towards her but the reader has already learned to know what i mean by but the same as he will always know beforehand what is going to follow the pages that he has already read but of course kirsdnof's feeling toward nastenka had not been the same as nastenka's feelings towards him he had long ceased to feel love for her he only felt well disposed to her as towards a woman whom he had loved long before his former love towards her was only the thirst of a youth to love someone no matter whom of course nastenka was not his equal because they were not equal in mental development when he ceased to be a youth he could only feel pity for nastenka and nothing more possibly he could be tender to her on account of old recollections and compassion and that was all his grief for her in fact was very soon appeased but when his grief was a thing of the past he imagined that he was still occupied with it and after he saw that he did not really feel any grief but only recollections of it he saw himself in such relations with vira pavlovna that he found that he was entrapped in a great misfortune vira pavlovna tried to distract him and he gave himself up to it for he considered himself safe or rather not realizing that he was falling in love with vira pavlovna again or realizing that by giving himself up to her care he was drifting towards misfortune well and what happened now in two or three months after vira pavlovna began to console him for his grief for nastenka nothing except the fact that he used to spend almost every evening at the lopukhovs or escorted vira pavlovna somewhere or other frequently with her husband but more often by himself that was all that happened but this was altogether too much not only for him but also for her how did vira pavlovna spend her days now till evening it was just the same as before now here it is six o'clock at this time she usually goes alone to the shop or she sits in her room and works by herself but now if she has to be at the shop in the evening kirsdnof was told about it the evening before and he comes to escort her on their walk to and from the shop by the way it was not a very long distance they talk about various matters generally about the union kirsdnof himself is now the most active helper there once there she occupies herself in giving directions and he too has a good deal to do for thirty girls ask not a few questions and favors which it is most convenient for him to fulfil isn't it and during the intervals he sits and talks with the children and here several of the young girls take part in this conversation about everything in the world about the beauty of the arabian stories the thousand and one nights a good many of which he had already told them and about the white elephants which are so esteemed in india just as in our country a good many love white cats half the company think that this is not good taste 
white elephants cats horses for all these are albinos a sickly species you can see by their eyes that they do not enjoy such good health as the colored ones but the other part of the company stand up for the white cats and don't you know anything more about the life of mrs beecher stowe whose novel we have all known because you told us asked one of the growing girls no kirsdnof just now does not know it but he will find out about it it is very interesting to him but now he can tell them something about howard who was almost as great as mrs beecher stowe thus passed kirsdnof's talks or kirsdnof's discussions with the little flock one half of the flock consisting of children has been constantly the same but the older half unceasingly changes but now vira pavlovna has finished her business and she returns home with him to tea and they all three sit for a long time after tea now vira pavlovna and her husband spend a much longer time together than when kirsdnof was not there almost every evening that they spend together they have music for an hour or two dmitri sergeitch plays vira pavlovna sings kirsdnof sits and listens sometimes kirsdnof plays and dmitri sergeitch and his wife sing duets but now it often happens that vira pavlovna hurries from the shop so as to have time to dress for the opera now very often they go to the opera sometimes all together and sometimes vira pavlovna and kirsdnof go by themselves and besides the lopukovs have company more often than before before not counting the young folks for what kind of guests are young folks they are only like nephews the mertsalovs were almost their only visitors now the lopukovs have made friends with two or three lovely families the mertsalovs and two other families made arrangements to have every week in their own circle little evening parties with dancing there used to be six couples and even eight couples of dancers lopukov scarcely ever goes to the opera or to these parties without kirsdnof but kirsdnof very often escorts vira pavlovna to these entertainments lopukov says that he much prefers to stay at home in his everyday coat on his sofa and therefore only about half the evenings they spend together but these evenings they are together with scarcely any interruptions it is true when the lopukovs have no company besides kirsdnof the sofa often draws lopukov from the parlor where the grand piano stands the piano has now been brought from vira pavlovna's room into the parlor but this does not save dmitri sergeitch very much in a quarter or a half hour kirsdnof and vira pavlovna give up the music and sit by his sofa however vira pavlovna does not sit long by the sofa she quickly arranges herself comfortably on the sofa itself but in such a way that there is plenty of room for her husband also for the sofa is wide that is there is not any too much room but she would throw her arm around her husband and so it is comfortable for him to stay there and thus pass three months or more the idol is no longer fashionable and i myself do not like it at all that is personally i do not like it just as i do not like sauntering do not like asparagus several things aren't there that i am not fond of but it is impossible for any one man to like all dishes and all ways of amusement but i know that these things which are not according to my personal taste are very good things that they are to the taste or they would be to the taste of a vastly greater number of people than those who like me prefer chess playing to sauntering sauerkraut with hemp oil to asparagus i even know that the taste of the majority which does not share my enjoyment in chess-playing would be glad not to share my taste for sauerkraut with hemp-oil are not worse than mine 
and so i say let there be in the world as many amusements as possible or let them almost absolutely vanish from the world but let sauerkraut with hemp oil remain as an antiquarian rarity for a few such odd fellows as i and likewise i know that for the huge majority of people who are not in the least worse than i am happiness must have an idyllic character and i exclaim let the idol begin to reign over all the other characters in life for a few originals who are not fond of it there will be other forms of happiness but the majority must have the idol as to the fact that the idol is not in fashion and therefore people shun it that is no objection at all they shun it just as the fox in the fable shun the grapes it seems to them that the idol is inaccessible and therefore they lay down their dictum let it not be in fashion but it is pure absurdity that the idol is inaccessible it is not only a good thing for almost all people but it is very feasible there ought to be no hardship in arranging it only it must not be for one person or ten persons but for all now the italian opera is an impossible thing for five people but for the whole city of petersburg it is very possible as all see and hear and so too the collected writings of n v gogol moscow eighteen sixty one would be an impossible thing for ten people but for the whole public it is very possible and not expensive as we all know but as long as there is no opera for the whole city it is possible for only a few very music-mad people to enjoy themselves at second-class concerts and as long as the second volume of dead souls was not printed for the whole public only a few of the most eager admirers of gogol not valuing the labor prepared each for themselves manuscript copies a manuscript is incomparably worse than a printed book a second-class concert is very poor compared to an italian opera but both the one and the other are good in their way end of part three chapter sixteen recording by expatriate in bangor maine